Good evening and welcome. You're watching The Big Fight with me, Sanket Upadhyay, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. There is a meaning to what I am saying about this show. You see, right here on this show, 23 years ago, and for the past 23 years, we have debated, deliberated upon issues extensively. But it is this very debate which has now been questioned, not our debate, thankfully, but debates in general in the media. And who did it? The Supreme Court. The manner in which these debates are carried out were questioned by the Supreme Court. What did the Supreme Court say? Let's quickly tell you that. Anchor's job is to stop hate speeches. The Supreme Court wrapped TV channels for hate speeches on air. They said that the role of the anchor is critical. Anchor's duty is to cut off those making hate speech. These speeches on mainstream media or social media are unregulated. Our press not as free as us, but we should know where to draw the line. Why is the government a mute spectator? Why is this being treated as a trivial issue? Many times a guest is not even treated courteously. Visual media produces a serious effect on the brain. Freedom of speech is for the benefit of the listener. How would a listener make up their mind by hearing just noise? Parties will come and go, but press will endure. Without free press, no country can move forward. Hate speech poisons the very fabric. It cannot be permitted. Not having a regulatory framework is the main problem. Not allowing different views on the channel is wrong. Channels are driven by bid to increase the TRP. Extremely important points made by the Supreme Court. And also suggesting that if the government does not act, then perhaps the Supreme Court will have to use its powers to decide on certain guidelines for the media, for debates. Now pause and think what the Supreme Court is trying to suggest. That it will take the Supreme Court of this country to have guidelines for anchors to prevent them from spewing hate or allowing hate on their broadcasts. Is this ideal? We must ask ourselves in the media. Is this an ideal situation? Whatever happened to self-regulation? Then there will be this whole debate about freedom of speech being affected. But somebody's got to take that action. So on the big fight, we are going to look at this all-important discussion right here. We'll speak to journalists, we'll speak to lawyers, we'll also speak to the first, uh, first TV anchor. Hate, TRP, profit. NDTV stands for No Hate for Profit. And we've been saying this out loud for the longest time, as loud as we can get. You know, can't get as loud as some of the madness that you see on other channels. But hate, TRP and profit and this vicious cycle continues. And the media is now anchoring hate. Can court guidelines be the only solution? That's the question that we are asking. We'll first begin with a panel of uh, journalists as well as politicians. We'll ask them questions about what they think is the right way forward. We'll also be speaking to lawyers, noted and prominent lawyers, on where does the legal position stand? What is the legality if the Supreme Court does end up forming guidelines? 
or short of the forming those guidelines uh, how can self regulation be empowered further and as i just mentioned we'll also hear the views of indian news television's first television anchor and what he feels about tv news anchoring in these times yes i'm talking about mr shammi narang from doordarshan news he's also very famously known as the metro man these days all right let's quickly begin our discussion we have uh, ashutosh is a senior journalist and a political analyst uh, we have uh, smita prakash editor of ani dr anshul avijit national spokesperson of the congress party lalita kumaramangalam member of the bjp nk singh is also a senior journalist thank you very much for joining us uh, the we begin with this show with what we call is the first punch so i want to begin with you ashutosh uh, one minute time for your opening comment uh sanket whatever the supreme court has reflected on in the observation is i think it is a clear cut indication that the it's a failure of the government it's a failure of the media it's a failure of the judiciary and in the end it's a flare uh, it's a failure of the constitution supreme court if has to say that the government has been a mute spectator it's a direct indictment of the government of the day itself because why are you keeping quiet when something is happening like this obviously since the media is, is spreading this hate campaign hate speech all over so it's a failure of the media also but what the judiciary was doing because judiciary has commented in the past too but has judiciary come out with any solution no it did not and finally in the end it's a failure of the constitution also because if something so uh, so alarming is happening in the society when the hate is be- being spread and the society is divided and the judiciary has to ask a question uh, the political parties will come and political parties will go but the nation has to stay that means the nation is in danger so it's a failure of the constitution also so if if it is such a failure then then it's a crisis of humongous sure. proportion okay. and i think supreme court has rightly intervened okay. will they find a solution i'm very skeptical okay uh, smita prakash your opening comments well uh, sankit i think uh, i understand and i appreciate the concern even uh, anguish of the honorable judges on the state of the media uh, it is distressing i agree and course correction needs to happen but i draw back on the advice that the government restrictions must uh, must be the solution uh, that they must come about and they must decide that the government must decide and bring in guidelines on what an anchor should utter editors uh, columnists youtube journalists everybody who's now gloating that oh it's not for us it's for another channel it's for another newspaper they will also come in into that ambit because when the law comes it's going to be for everybody uh, and any channel that thinks that the legislature and the executive laying down strict terms and conditions and strictures uh, for the tv media it's not going to happen to them it will come to their doorstep too everybody will get affected uh, uh, and when when that happens when those so called guidelines become strictures yeah. it will make emergency seem like glasnost i mean we've emerged from that sure. uh, era unscathed but under sure. the guise of hate speech and don't get me wrong hate speech is bad but we don't have a definition of hate speech as yet yes, so you so, know the existing laws and you are going to speak to lawyers so it's okay. I, I let the lawyers feel, come to that i, I just that feel while we don't have a definition hate of hate speech law i, I think yeah. for journalists we do have a definition of decency uh, decency in conducting a debate all of that was something that we had and then we lost nk singh is also with us nk singh uh, helped form policies on self regulation 
That's why we are lucky to have him uh, discuss on a crucial issue like this. Mr. Singh, your opening comments. I am quite shocked that such a narrow view taken by the Supreme Court of what tells Indian media is quite surprising. One day you are uh, taking a very limited uh, uh, function of media, that is the studio discussion and that too role of the anchor. I mean, is it, is it what is uh, ailing the entire internet, uh, the media? There are 37 laws, not one or two, 37 laws which restrict media and shackles into submission. So it, it, it was never invoked. These laws are there in existence uh, under uh, uh, Article 19.2. But none of them uh, was ever invoked in uh, all these years. Otherwise, there is no sense in Supreme Court saying that if government is not regulating, government is not uh, legislating, we will do that. What will you do? Where is the scope for Supreme Court to lay out the guidelines? They do not understand what exactly is the function of media. Sure. If they had delved deep into the whole thing, sure. they would have realized that okay. it can be left to media only. Other agencies, yes. Okay. But, you know, we will come back to you, Mr. N.K. Singh. The point is that uh, we, we did have the option of self-regulation and I don't think we did a great job that with, with that, that exercise. Because of our own um, self-pursuing issues. But still only that is the solution no if outside agency can really i think that's a very uh, that's a very important point that uh, you know when once you get these strictures regulations then uh, uh, sanket we have 37 <laughs> laws why don't you invoke any of them they are there today in a hindi the top hindi newspaper hmm. there is a headline that reads pareli mein muslim waiter ne shakahari doctors ko uh, now, see the, that poor fellow, that better, uh, the absent mindedly did not put that uh, sticker on uh, the, 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 uh, that uh, non veg soup. Hmm. That was his fault. But the heading reels out. I mean, you can imagine the kind of perversion. And, and that too, in, a, in an environment uh, like this, where uh, criminal yeah, you tensions can, you can, can get flared up. Absolutely, of... I agree with you. I agree with you. Lalita Kumara Mangalam, your opening comments. Yeah, good evening. I agree in part with all of what has been said by my esteemed uh, panel um, panelists before me. One is that I don't know how and uh, what sort of rules Supreme Court uh, will be able to formulate or come up with. Secondly, um, is it because they're afraid as of late, you know, of late in the last uh, two, three months, there's been an enormous amount of criticism of the Supreme Court itself, especially on social media. And thirdly, I don't think that it's just the government or just the politicians or just the uh, newspaper uh, columnists or editors or anchors, etc. at fault. I think we are all equally at fault in a sense. But it is true that today the, the language of debate has become extremely low and very bitter. Unfortunately, I think politics has entered everything, including the way we talk to each other. I think in one of your debates, which was on NDTV Hindi, I said that instead of using such terribly insulting and demeaning words, we can use sarcasm, uh, li like earlier it used to be. It was not as if uh, Atal Bihari Bajpayee and people of that ilk, sure. or Arun Jaitley even and Sushmaji were not able to debate and defend their own points of view. And I'm sure there are enough people like that, like Ashutosh himself, who can do it. But today, the language of debate has really become extremely sure. insulting and, and very, and, very and, violent almost. 
and, and that, you know when yes, when when i'll throw it, this debate open when i'll throw this debate open there will also no, no. be reservations expressed by many journalists on who could eventually be responsible and who could possibly yes. be the beneficiary of what is Not happening in the media i'll come back to i know for a fact that ashutosh everybody. has very strong views uh, anshul avijit your opening no, comments but what just just no i mean the observations the by the okay. supreme court are most welcome i wish they'd come uh, sooner because then we wouldn't have had that you know that dreadful absolutely sickening incident that happened a couple of months back that caused an international furore um the supreme court is also quite nuanced in its in its uh, observations you know there's a huge stinging indictment of the government itself it's a, probably a reflection of, of the times we are living in the fact that the country is under siege that is being eaten from within uh, but also a, a stinging rebuke of the anchors uh, i mean i can't say often enough i've been on tv shows many times i've been an anchor myself in my previous avatar but uh, you know the anchors uh, with, with uh, many many honorable exceptions are completely ignorant they're biased they're amateurs with little understanding of history and the past and how to present themselves um, one must understand that the media and particularly the visual media which the supreme court says um which is the main uh, culprit the main peddler of hate is actually a force multiplier and what people say people listen what they say people listen and even if they don't listen it enters your subconscious mind and as any self respecting lekanian would tell you it stays there and creates this kind of hatred that keeps churning on and on i'll give one solution i know that there, there cannot be no prophylactic cures for this this must be tackled head on but i'm going to give you one solution which the supreme court hinted on very quickly and elaborate that later there needs to be more diversity within the media organizations because the lack of structural change within media is causing the otherization sure. the stereotyping and the kind of hatred that we see sure. people and, do not and, understand other communities and conversation in binaries and conversation in binaries absolutely Ashutosh. so Ashutosh there has to be more diversity the scheduled caste the scheduled tribes the muslim the people from the northeast from kashmir have to be represented in greater no. and more robust no, numbers no i i don't think so uh, i i think what what uh, what must exist in a media organization is people who are good journalists right because what you are proposing is some sort of a mandalization of media which uh, i don't think i don't think no no i'm are... i'm saying diversity because yes, otherwise diversity you cannot already exists other because there is complete otherization here and that is what is the hate so by the, the way i mean you this. know to this point anshul that you have mentioned i can tell you that i think media newsrooms right mm -hmm. now are far more diverse than they were about a decade or two decades ago right so that is not the problem the problem is different the problem is control ashutosh you see the thing is that supreme court is now going after anchors fine obviously anchors are and i'm not saying this because i'm one myself but the point is here is a person who's presenting the news but tv does not work like this the anchor has a machinery working behind the scene which also means that if there is an anchor spewing hate or driving an agenda as as suggested or as uh, as the supreme court opines then there must be someone else pulling the strings how about tackling that uh sanket i think the issue is much bigger because if you if you if you look at uh i i don't think the television uh, was very very pure uh, to begin with there was an allegation of the dumbing down of the content there has been an allegation of accusation of the shouting at each other there has been uh, anchors were abusive too 
and there has been aggressive in the partisan anchoring too but what has added the dangerous dimension to this entire profession is peddling of hate and this is what is dangerous this is where the supreme court comes in and supreme court has raised a very pertinent point when you target tarnish a particular community stereotype about them and project them as an enemy of the society hmm. and anybody who tries to defend them certainly becomes a pakistani or the chinese or a terrorist or gaddar or international hmm. it is this dimension which has given television anchoring such a bad name and it is this is which is really puzzling and that's why i'm saying we don't need to define what is hate and speech we know what is hate we know what is speech so to say that there is no definition of hate speech is hiding behind some technicalities or something like that if tomorrow if i write something on the twitter immediately it will be termed as hate speech i will be behind bar in tihar jail will not get any bail for months but there are peddlers of hate who openly openly talk about the genocide of the muslims they will not go to the jail supreme court has to enter and then they go to the jail they get a bail again do same thing but the state do not intervene so my 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 submission is mm. this peddling of hate is a state sponsored for votes and to control the mind space so that they could continue for years and years and year and create an artificial society and, and, which is and called in this larger I, matrix according to you the anchor is just a pawn the anchor is just just a puppet nothing mm. else mm. anchor is just a just a puppet nothing else if they do not do it mm. they will not exist and those who dare to defer they were shown the door they are still unemployed not getting job in smita prakash there is a larger malaise a, a, the rot runs deeper than just uh, a bad abusive uh, shouting screeching anchor your views shouting screeching who's going to decide about the decibel levels of an anchor you don't like the decibel levels of a particular anchor you don't like the way one anchor squints you don't like high resonance of one anchor don't watch the channel go to the next channel i don't understand why uh, the judiciary legislature or executive will decide on how an anchor should behave i think the market will decide that as far as the uplinking laws and other laws are concerned sanket we have those laws we have to abide by those laws a conversation has begun in tv studios this constantly painting all tv channels as villains as mr singh pointed out that debates are just one part of the media to just castigate to just paint all journalists by that brush media owners opinion makers anchors newsrooms these debates have become that debates need to be toned down they need to be less divisive and i think a course correction will happen but to imagine that restrictions on the the uh, whether the tonality and aggressiveness of an anchor please don't uh, sit on a pedestal for anybody to think that this is not going to hurt you or me it's going to affect everybody if i do it or you do it we'll be called are ye to doordarshan ke type ki anchoring kar rahi hai ya kar rahe hain that is what happens when you try to be soft or you try to do a a, a a genial kind of an interview you are told that you are pliable and you are hmm. softballing 
that is what happens and that is why the aggressive journalists or journalists who squint their eyes and ask rude questions get more ratings and they continue so i'm sorry these malpractices that of journalism they are getting rewarded by trps by channels by the judiciary by the executive by the legislature because those are the channels those are the anchors they get the advertising they get the trp so please let's not sit on a high pedestal to say that i am untouched or you will be untouched we will all be touched we will all be getting the hammer if these kind of strictures are brought by the legislature and judiciary there exist laws which will curb this kind of hate speech and, and let okay. us just wait for the market course correction sure. to happen corrective arm of the law exists in this country uh-huh. okay nk singh you see uh, we were on an earlier broadcast where uh, you said that the biggest regret of your life is going to be the failure of self regulation we had this beautiful tool which was available to the media to television media to regulate ourselves sadly we have not been able to so what happens what is the solution short of the supreme court telling us what the solution is sanket 25 years ago we embarked on this exercise on this cock premise that it is in the only in india that peer pressure will work that was the stock premise on this entire edifice in jest to some extent it did, it did work initially for 5 6 years when the impact of this exercise broadcast editors association was brought into existence it did work within 5 minutes we would decide as to which news uh, piece is not in consonance with the established laws and principles and immediately it will be taken off the uh, screen but in the immediately the owners the market forces they started uh the putting pressure on us and that is how this entire concept of self regulation which would have succeeded in india even today after this failure i know for 45 years i have been doing this and 25 years in television uh, industry but i have failed miserably and in my life this is the only failure that i have i can never condone myself for now the question is do i treat the day when a supreme court appointed body or for that matter a government uh, uh, the, the, the commission will decide as to what should be the content i mean i read that proposition so why don't you understand that how can you this every day it changes every moment is changes i 100% agree with this beta that nobody can i mean this is media cannot be regulated it is a different industry altogether it is not normal industry that precisely is the reason why under article 19 1a that is freedom uh, freedom of expression given to every citizen mind you not to media every citizen there is a restriction in article 192 now you will be surprised to know three of the uh, the restrictions in this in this article uh it doesn't allow the state sure. mind you very fine difference hmm. why when it is profession that is article 19 1g hmm. freedom of profession there the state has power to regulate a freedom of profession under uh, the, the, the general public interest sure. the interest of general public okay. but that is not the case in freedom of expression mind you hmm. an editor is altogether not a profession it has been treated at different level hmm. and 192 doesn't allow state 
that's to, a very important point that you are mentioning. Yes, very valid point, and for Correct. the first time, I am telling it. Uh, had I been in Supreme Court, I would have raised this subject. Sure. But anyway, uh, this okay. editor is altogether not a profession. That is that is the reason. When we de- uh, de- developed Broadcast Editors Association, we said owners will not be member of this body. Hmm. Second, no CEO will be. If an editor becomes CEO, he will not be member of this body. So it will only be the editors. Body. I think the imagine we had the solutions and then those solutions did not yes, work, we and we need to bring those solutions it back again. Uh, overwhelmingly, a lot of uh, journalists here feel that the moment you get regulations from somewhere else, that that becomes a problem for journalism itself. I think that's the view uh, on the basis of the two journalists uh, on this panel right now. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll now introduce our legal guests. We also have Shadan Farasat. He's the advocate of the Supreme Court. Justice Pradeep Nandrajog is the former Chief Justice of the Bombay High Court and also former Chief Justice of the Rajasthan High Court and Delhi High Court. Thank you very much. And Aman Lekhi, Senior Advocate of the Supreme Court. Thank you very much. Justice Nandrajog, I want to begin with you first. Uh, the Supreme Court saying that, you know, uh, there, there have existed Vishaka guidelines and they've asked the, cent- uh, the central government on what their view is and they've essentially hinted at regulations. Supreme Court monitored regulations or provided by the Supreme Court. Uh, there is a view that uh, this will compromise freedom of speech. Where do you stand on this issue, sir? Uh, good evening, uh, Mr. Padhyay. You see, at a fundamental jurisprudential level, we do recognize that the democratic credentials of a state are measured in civilized societies with reference to the degree of independence enjoyed by the medium. So at that theoretical level, at the fundamental jurisprudential level, media regulation would be antithetical to the very concept of a media. But at a practical level, how would you distinguish between a dissenter and a hate monger? How would you distinguish between speech that is uncivil and which is illegal? We have that heckler's veto. Those who choose to take offense at just about everything. Hmm. Vishaka guidelines were in an area where there was no legislation. When we look at the penal code, we have our much debated section 124A on sedition. We have section 153A statements prejudicial to maintenance of harmony. We have section 153B in the IPC statements prejudicial to national integration. We have section 295A statements outraging religious feelings. And if we see the problem with that legislation, they use they use such loose words like sedition, hatred, contempt, dissatisfaction. What do you mean by them? 153A, prejudicial to maintenance of harmony, prejudicial to national integration. Now let's take another step back. We don't understand today in the debate that 
cohesion is different than fusion. Mm. Unity is not uniformity. Reconciliation is extremely different than what merger is. Agglomeration doesn't mean assimilation. Solidarity doesn't mean regimentation. Until and unless we are clear about these concepts, which we are not, the hijab debate in the Karnataka High Court and the Supreme Court has revealed that we are far away with clarity on our fundamentals. And therefore, I think any kind of a further regulation would be uh, highly, highly threatening to the independence of the media. Okay. Uh, Aman Lekhi, what are your views? You see, there is this larger point on self-regulation well, uh, having failed because of which uh, something like this becomes the need of the hour. But then, as Justice Nandrajog said... Well, I... Yeah. Yes, Mr. Lekhi. I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with Justice Nandrajog. Uh, there are a few aspects which I want to express my difference. One, uh, where sedition is concerned, seditious libel uh, is uh, not strictly speaking relevant for the discussion on hate speech because we have got the statutory law and seditious libel is the common law principle not applicable over here. And so as declares veto is concerned, that is dealing with speech as such, just again strictly speaking not relevant to hate speech. Now, as far as the hate speech is concerned, the question here is whether there should be guidelines. Now, here, uh, my view is that uh, we already are overpopulated with laws and uh, further aggrandizing the laws will not in any way uh, help. And why do I say so? I say so because even without a legal definition of hate speech, the understanding of what hate speech is, and I disagree with uh, Justice Dhanrajog again, is settled. And it is settled because there is enough precedent, not only judicial precedent, but provisions in the constitution and the laws. And why do I say so? Provisions in the constitution and the laws. Because unlike the American system, the Indian system recognizes reasonable restrictions. And 2 of 19 is an indication of the broad contours where it can be restricted. And three aspects are very relevant where that's concerned. One is public order. The second is decency and morality. Those courts are subject to a lot of comment about its ambiguity. I'll deal with that in a minute. And the third is incitement to offense. Now, this has to be seen with laws, and there are laws already in place, Justice Anjadu referred to them, which cover different aspects from public tranquility, which is 153A and B, to religion, which is 295A, to disorder, which is 505. So, it is not as if indication is not, indication of what actually constitutes hate speech is not there. Coupled with this, there are specific statutes, like the Scheduled Car, Scheduled Tribe Act, we're dealing with marginalized groups. Now, the, this system has to be seen with the uh, Cable Act and the error the Supreme Court fell in was it said there is a legal vacuum. Now, there is no legal vacuum. As far as the understanding is concerned, the understanding exists and the method of enforcement is there because now we got a 2021 rules which have given a statutory recognition beyond self-regulation to an oversight mechanism. Of course, where oversight mechanism is concerned, I got objection to the way in which it is constituted because it should not have bureaucratic dominance. That is the that is the that is the issue which is there. But the point is, understanding of hate speech is settled, and the method for dealing with it is there. Any guidelines in addition are unnecessary, and as far as the requirement is concerned, the requirement will come with self-restraint because what is hate speech? The 
the sanction against hate speech is basically a protection of individual dignity and an entitlement to be part of society to mm -hmm. assaults which actually isolate a community. And here I have objection to what the law commission says because the Supreme Court has dealt with the law commission. Law commission suggested definition of hate speech is wrong because it is too restricted. It deals only with violence and some kind of uh, uh, harassment. Hate speech has got nothing only to do with violence and harassment. As far as sexism is concerned, racism is concerned, and making a person outcast is concerned. That is violence in itself without there being physical violence. So understanding of hate speech from whatever exists in the legal uh, environment today is sufficiently clear for an effective use of it. And as far as broadcasters are concerned, the broadcasters are also subject to legal regime. Okay. Shadan Farasat, your views? Yeah. Just getting a first quick round of uh, what you guys feel. Shabha. Yes. So, no, I, I, I fully support uh, the, what the prima facie view which has been taken by the Supreme Court. I think five or seven years uh, back, I would have said, let the place self-correct. But I think it's quite obvious there can't be any self-correction. We have now, over the last many years, seen the kind of hate which is uh, and venom which is put out on uh, mainstream news channels uh, uh, every night, night after night, day, and through the day. In fact, it's it's that's the only agenda. And obviously, there can't be self-regulation. Two points. First, it's not as if freedom of speech and government regulation is a binary. There is something in the middle which is independent regulation, right? So it is not as if if you are going to curtail freedom of speech, you have to go to, uh, you know, you have to allow the government to uh, be the regulator. Shadan, one more, one more. if you allow me, uh, you've just used two expressions. One yes. is self-regulation and the other is independent regulation. Correct. How are these two different? Correct. So the, they are different in this way. And I think that's where the guidelines of the Supreme Court can probably make a difference. Self-regulation is the kind you have the Bar Council of India in case of advocates. A bunch of advocates decide whether an advocate has conducted misconduct, right? You also, you know, you, you uh, some of the uh, uh, cable TV networks, some news media organizations have their own, uh, you know, networks as well. Now, they, by and large, in every profession, and I'm not saying only the media have failed, because basically you protect your own, nobody wants to touch anybody else, everybody is collegial with everybody else, everybody is friends with everybody else. So that as a mechanism across the board, be it the lawyers, be it the media has failed, right? Independent regulation is when you don't give the power to the government, but you give it to a bunch of independent regulators who are completely independent of the government, not just notionally, but actually. And that is where the Supreme Court can come in because then the, your, the real restriction on uh, freedom of speech will not be to cut down dissent or to suppress free speech, but to genuinely regulate hate speech. And I think that's the area which the Supreme Court can go into. Second, I think a lot of comments which came from the Supreme Court were in the context of what is happening on mainstream news media, cable TV channels. Mm. Now, presently, the Cable TV Act allows the Ministry of uh, Information and Broadcasting to be the regulator. Completely unacceptable. Because obviously, the government is not going to do anything. That's what, that's, that's what the, uh, the judges observed, that they are basically watching the hate, hate speech uh, go around. And it's been happening for years. So what we need to do, we need to have a mechanism, not of criminal liability. Criminal liability, what is the definition of hate speech? We can have a long debate on that. But of penal monetary liability on these channels if they uh, violate the norms of hate speech. So two things, A, independent regulator, B, not necessarily criminal liability. That is well settled as both uh, the, my co-panelists have already pointed out. That need not be tweaked with. 
but penal liability of the kind which is monetary in nature and substantially monetary because it's all about profit. Basically, you create divisiveness because it allows you to make money. So you stop that Absolutely. by making sure that the fines are high. Now, obviously, a view was why anchors only, uh, because anchors are not an- acting independently, right? They are also part of a larger ecosystem or an organization where decision somebody else is pulling the strings. You know, it's 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 much like a cop investigating wrongly, but uh, the problem is that he was actually acting uh, uh, under political masters. So you may penalize the the cop for a bad investigation. But it was not technically his mistake. He was following orders. Well, you see, everything the Supreme Court says in the course of a hearing should not be taken literally. Uh, when the Supreme Court talked about the anchor, the Supreme Court is essentially talking about the program and the comments of the program mm-hmm. and the consequences of that. those kinds of comments. You are absolutely correct that you cannot isolate one, one individual and uh, single the person out for uh, action, civil or criminal. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, but this is this is a, this is a given. Uh, but I want to respond to what uh, some of my co-panelists have uh, said till now. Uh, one, uh, my objection is in principle to the tendency to approach court to frame guidelines uh, because as for the guidelines are concerned, yes, it will be in some way outcome of uh, a proceeding for the court. But the enforceability as such would be suspect. And as far as, and so far as speech is concerned, uh, because the panelists also agree that it should be resting on surer foundations. My principal point was that the law as it stands gives adequate protection and the problem is not want of law, but want of enforcement of the law. And in so far as that is concerned, the issue is one of accountability. It's not a void which the Supreme Court will actually interfere with. One. Two. Uh, Two aspects have been mentioned over here, dissent and hate speech. Now, dissent and hate speech are qualitatively different and no one ever will place dissent in the category of hate speech because dissent will be a political comment and because it will be a political comment, it will be outside what the general understanding of hate speech is and I reiterate that as far as the understanding of hate speech is concerned, that understanding is settled. In any case, our innate sense of right will know what hate speech actually is. They don't need a definition for everything. Number three, uh, one of the co-panelists had referred to the government. Now, please understand, uh, this is a misconstrued understanding of hate speech because hate speech is not dealing with the government alone. Now, when the government comes, there are certain other sections like 124A, which Justice Dandrajog referred to. But hate speech is not government-centric. Hate speech deals with marginalization of people, disempowerment of people, vilification of people, causing injury to people, imposing indignity on people and bringing violence to bear on the people. Now, this may not be done by the government. This can be done by a private individual too. So, to say that, see, it's where the government is concerned. That no, is concerned, Amaliki, that the reason the why, the, 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 the reason why the government or political masters come into the picture is because uh, the Supreme Court says so. You hear the observations of the Supreme Court, it mentions right there that apart from benefiting a few politically, that's the purpose it serves. Exactly. Now, you see, what is in that context, what what, what should have been brought to court's notice? For example, take out uh, corrupt practices under the Representation of People's Act. Now, under the Representation of People's Act, it replicates 153A and 153B and raises raises the bar itself. So, promoting enmity on the ground of religion is a corrupt practice. 
So as far as it's issued, that's exactly what I'm saying. The problem is the Supreme Court should hold the government to account as to why, despite laws being in place, this such rampant violation is still endemic. Well said. You cannot possibly proliferate the laws, which is happening over here. That's what I'm saying. We cannot keep adding to the laws. For everything, we go to the court, make guidelines. How many guidelines are you going to have? First, deal with the law as it stands, apply it for its worth, understand it for its means, and bring some order in society. Why do you say this state of flux? You are going to exempt the government from responsibility by taking this position, because the government will say there is no law. But the point is, there is a law, but the government is not implementing I mean, it. That, should, that is what the Supreme Court should be saying. Hmm, hmm, interesting point. And this matter is going to come up in the Supreme Court. The center is supposed to give its reply. It's an interesting proceeding that is taking place in the Supreme Court. Uh, let's see what happens. Thank you very much, Mr. Farasat, uh, Justice Nandrajog, as well as Aman Lekhi, for joining us. We also have with us Satyapal Jain. He's the additional Solicitor General of India. Mr. Jain, good evening. Uh, what is your view on what the Supreme Court has opined? On the issue? This is on Hello. Uh, the, the comments, Mr. Jain, that the Supreme Court made on hate speech on television channels. Particularly I by the, anchors. I think the I can only say that so far as the Supreme Court is concerned and all persons in, in the system are concerned, the only attempt is to make the working in the society more smooth, more functional and avoid or take action against all those, maybe from this side or that side, who indulge in hate speech. And uh, the observations of the Supreme Court, I feel, should be taken seriously by all concerned. In those observations, the Supreme Court also uh, talks about there being political beneficiaries. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, it, you can't absolutely rule it out. That behind the hate speech, political motive is also not there. These things are also not ruled out. When you call that some society is being eliminated, some people are being targeted, some people are being uh, targeted only because of uh, the economic reasons, political reasons, religious reasons, then also it, intention could be the same. I think this matter should be taken in the true spirit. And then take further steps as may be necessary Mr. Jain, for my, maintaining my, my social My final harmony. question, just a short while ago, Mr. Aman Lekhi, uh, he's a noted lawyer. He says that actually the central government must be pulled up for not implementing laws. All laws exist. We know what is a hate speech. The government can press the various provisions of the law. And the fact that it is not doing and then later saying that what can we do? Freedom of press is actually the mistake. No, no, I don't sense, agree the government with him. Central is government has, No, no. Central government is not guilty at all. Law has to be enforced by the agencies at the lower level. Maybe at the state level, maybe at the district level, maybe at the different levels. I don't think central government is to be blamed at all for that purpose. It's very easy, like hate speech, to make allegations against the central government. But I think central government is very serious. The Honorable Prime Minister, Law no, Minister, No, for instance, let me ask you, let me ask you, the, the court clear. has asked for the view of the central government as the ASG, as the additional Solicitor General. Uh, it'll be interesting to know the view of the central government. No, like, central what government are you, what, what are you planning to do? Central government, I don't know. I have not talked to any person. It will be either the SG or the ASG who will be deputed for this purpose. He will convey the sentiments of the and the stand of the central government to the court. So I can't comment at this moment what will be the stand of the government of India. But I don't think anybody can blame the government for that purpose. Okay. Mr. Jain, many thanks for joining us.
All right, we're heading into a short break, but when we come back, let's listen in to the views of one of India's earlier anchors, you know, foremost anchors, the people who started television news in this country. We'll be speaking to Shami Narang. Listen into this conversation. He's got a lot of advice for television journalists. Anchors, को जब सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने खरी खोटी सुनाई है, तो इस देश के प्रथम और जाने माने टीवी न्यूज़ एंकर हमारे साथ यहाँ पर मौजूद हैं शम्मी नारंग जी। नमस्कार। मेरा बहुत-बहुत सौभाग्य है कि स्टूडियो में आपके साथ बैठने का एक मौका मिला। बचपन से बड़े हुए आपकी न्यूज़ सुन करके और उसके बाद अब तो जैसे अभी आप बता रहे थे, अब तो आपकी एक नई आइडेंटिटी बन गई है मेट्रो मैन की। हाँ वो मैं वही बता रहा था कि पहले जमाने में जब हम लोग हमारा तारुफ कराया जाता था तो कहते थे कि ये एक न्यूज़ एंकर हैं या न्यूज़ कास्टर हैं समाचार वाचक हैं और अब बड़े-बड़े स्कूलों में बैनर लगते हैं कि मेट्रो अंकल आ जाओ सो एनीवे वो भी बहुत अच्छा लगता है दोनों ही चीजें मुझे लग रहा था कि मैं आपसे बोल दूं कि आप ही हेडलाइन पढ़ दीजिए आपका बिल्कुल मन कर रहा होगा लेकिन लेकिन आज का ये जो दौर है जिस तरीके से आज सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने जो ऑब्जर्वेशंस किए हैं जो टिप्पणी की हैं आपके ज़हन में क्या आता है आपके मन में क्या आता है क्या आप इस चीज से इत्तेफाक रखते हैं जो सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने बोला जी हां दे रहा है दुरुस्त आए एक तो ये रहा लेकिन जोक से बात मेरे को लगता है कि थोड़ा अफसोस भी होता है कि इस कुप्रथा को या इस गिरते रुझान को सही करने के लिए आ, सुप्रीम कोर्ट जैसी संस्था को दखल देना पड़ा अपने आप में दुर्भाग्य की बात ये अपने आप में दुर्भाग्य की बात है वेरी फ्रैंकली और हम लोग जब हमने ये माध्यम इसको चुना था तो हमें सिखाया जाता था कि कौम का इतना भी मैार ना गिरे कि सुर्खियां देखकर हाथ से अखबार गिरे तो वो जो था वो एक ज़हन में बात बिठा ली जाती थी और मैं यहां अपने दर्शकों को और आपको भी बताना चाहता हूं कि जब हम लोग पढ़ा करते थे दूरदर्शन में तो जो देश में या जो आसपास या समाज में जो घटता था उसकी खबर लिखी जाती थी और वो लोगों तक परोस दी जाती थी और उसमें किसी भी तरह का सनसनी का तड़का नहीं लगाया जाता था और अगर कोई ज्वलंत सवालत होते भी थे जो आम जनता पूछती थी और जो एक पत्रकार को या जर्नलिस्ट को पूछने भी चाहिए तो वो भी सिर्फ पूछे जाते थे उसमें बेवजह अपनी राय नहीं थोपी जाती थी या उसे प्रोवोकेशन में नहीं बदला जाता था लेकिन मैं आपको एक और बात बहुत अच्छी बताना चाहता हूं कि दंगे उस वक्त भी होते थे और हमसे उस वक्त भी पूछा जाता था कि क्या आप सरकारी तंत्र नहीं आपका ये क्या आप झूठ बोलते हैं तो मैं हंस के कहता था नहीं सच छुपा लेते हैं <laughs> है ना तो तो वो इसलिए कह रहा हूं क्योंकि उसका एक मतलब था माफ कीजिएगा अगर कहीं कोई दंगे हुए राइट्स हुए आगजनी हुई लूटमार हुई तो उसको बहुत ही सटल वे में ताकि कहीं भी कोई ज्वलंत या कोई रिएक्टिव ऑडियंस ना पैदा हो जाए मतलब अगर सपोज कीजिए मुझे कहा अंग्रेजी में तो हम तब भी थोड़ी लिबर्टी ले लेते थे कहने की हिंदी में क्योंकि हमारी जो टारगेट ऑडियंस थी 
वो उनकी प्रतिक्रिया से बचने के लिए तो हमने कहा कि यहां यहां हुआ ना तो हम जात का नाम लेते थे ना संप्रदायों का नाम लेते थे तो कोशिश करते थे कि बहुत सटल वे में कह के निकल जाएं कि इसका कोई रिएक्शन ना हो प्रतिक्रिया ना हो तो इन तमाम बातों का ख्याल किया जाता था और ये हमें सिखाया भी जाता था तो ये एक खूबसूरत बात थी उन दिनों की और वेरी फ्रैंकली एक मकसद से और न्यूज पढ़ने आते थे हम लोग हम जब घर से निकलते थे तो हमारे प्रोड्यूसर्स हमारे एडिटर्स हमको कहा करते थे ये मत सोचिए कि आप खबर को स्मूदली निकाल दीजिए आप ये मान के चलिए कि आपकी खबरों को सुनने के लिए हर स्कूल हर कॉलेज में कहा जाता है कि अगर आपने अपनी भाषा में सुधार करना है उसके तौर तरीके सीखने हैं कम्युनिकेशन के तौर तरीके सीखने तो इन लोगों को देखिए और इन लोगों को सुनिए तो वो जो कंधों पर जिम्मेदारी होती थी आपकी हिंदी के लिए और रीनी जी की अंग्रेजी के लिए जी 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 तो ये जो तमाम जिम्मेदारियां थी इन पर ज्यादा तवज्जो दी जाती थी और अगर कोई सवाल हैं भी जो जो आवाम या कोई दर्शक हाजरीन नाजरीन पूछना भी चाहते थे तो वो उसके लिए एक अलग से प्रोग्राम बनाया जाता था जैसे बहुत अच्छे रिपोर्टर्स होते थे जर्नलिस्ट होते थे वो होमवर्क करते थे और उस पूरी चीज का एक एक चीज का ख्याल रखते थे कि वो अपनी तरफ से कुछ भी ना कहें शमी नारंग जी बहुत बहुत धन्यवाद थैंक यू सो मच गॉड ब्लेस यू बहुत बहुत अच्छा लगा मुझे भी बहुत अच्छा लगा थैंक यू सो मच थैंक यू 